Yo, what's good? Welcome to Counter Currents, episode number 40. I'm your host, Petey Steele, and my co-host is no longer, no, she's going to be back next week, but it has been two consecutive weeks. She's out in LA this week. She was in London doing bigger shit than me, but I'm the one growing spiritually, so fuck it. I brought in uh, a good proxy, uh, mm-hmm. you know, a somewhat known comedian by the name of uh, Hal Sparks. Mm-hmm. What's good, baby? How you doing? I'm fantastic. Yeah? Yeah. Um, I, I will catch up with your lingo at some point and okay. your uh, hip street talk. Okay. I think it's fantastic. I'm glad Thank you're bringing you. it back. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, and I love the parachute pants. I think everybody's going to oh. catch on. There's a reason why you should be videoing this or whatever, because I you rock a handlebar mustache like almost nobody I've ever seen. Um, this is good I, postmodernist comedy. Yeah, I, I never thought I it like would it. go with a... a mohawk like that but it does it just does so that's what happens good. when you don't have a video camera in that's the room, room. well know? yeah you have to it's the theater of the mind yeah right yeah like radio it's god forbid fucking trump administration this is great is that theater of the mind or the theater of the absurd theater of fake news sure it's like a dolly painting absurd there's like a melting clock or yeah but it, w- without the artistic integrity i suppose and 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 of course the lsd i suppose yeah, yeah. i don't yeah. know if the, yeah i think he just Dosed and paint what he saw, right? That's affirmative. Like I don't even think he knew his paintings were Dolly paintings. You know, he's like, yeah, what? <laughs> yeah, no, that's how Guernica that, got made. Fuck what, it. That stopwatch isn't melting to you? What? Yep. You know? Yep. Yeah. Yep. The time is running. I'm passing. No. Um. So yeah. how? Yeah. I yeah. have to admit. I had not really done my homework prior to this you afternoon. Strike me as, as the type of person where that's an issue. Uh, yeah. Charlene's joining us. Yeah. No, no, no. Hey, You're walking Charlene. in the middle. Welcome Charlene, in. feature uh, extraordinaire. She tours with me sometimes, and she's more often than not my opener, which is great. She's going to join here. us. She's Ooh. getting. She's going, yeah. Well, sometimes you don't. <laughs> That's true. Because you're busy. Sometimes you're busy, which is a good sign. It means we, you know. So sorry, Hal. I'm busy with what? another gig. Yeah, talking to yeah, the microphone. Yeah. Grab that grenade. Like a, pro- those like a professional. I'm not going to look like you, Kelly. Yeah, well, <laughs> Lay back. <you> know. <laughs> it's cool. I like to inspire good taste. Um, So, Hal, you're originally from Chicago, no? Or originally from Ohio? Kentucky. Kentucky, okay. I was born in Cincinnati, but it was because it was yeah. the only hospital nearby that didn't have chickens in it. My mom was uh, visiting my grandmother when she went to labor. So I was born on my mom's birthday in the same room she was born in. Oh, wow. Yep. Uh, on her 25th birthday, on the 25th of September, yeah, Damn. F- roll that into your numerology baby. thing, yeah, and then um, uh, immediately returned to Kentucky, you know, uh, and you Bengals fan, huh? Bengals fan, uh, yeah, kinda, yeah. you know. My girlfriend's into the Steelers, so we we yeah. watch Steelers games a lot and yeah. stuff, and we're we're kind of Golden Knights fans currently. Golden Knights. Oh, that's the Vegas, Vegas hockey. hockey team. Yeah, yeah, the, it's a good the, time. We beat the shit out of right. Yeah, well, the Stanley Cup. Woo! Yeah, bung, 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 first bung. year, like they got all the way up and rung the bell. So that's good. But anyways, um, but yeah, so I, you know, lived in Kentucky till I was fourteen. Then I moved to Chicago, went to high school there, and, and became doing... the funniest teenager, uh, according to Wikipedia. Right? That's true. Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah. I, I, I uh, they, WBEZ and the Chicago Sun Times had a. A comedy contest for like teenage comics and i won little known fact i came in second the year before first in my age group but second overall because they weren't giving first prize to anybody under 18 so the first huh. the, uh, so this, this kid joel marks uh won it uh the first year wow yeah 
Any was... relation to Carl or Groucho? Nope. Huh. Uh, KS. Ah, uh, yes. X. Yep, yep. I might have known. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh, did that, and that that was good because that actually tipped me up into actually being able to book dates. Right. So at you know at seventeen, I was able to start actually booking shows. So anything within driving distance, I could do. You know, um, while I was still in high school. That's pretty fucking incredible. Yeah, it was That's great. Pretty incredible. Yeah. Were you able to then not go to college and yeah, just, yeah? I packed all my shit in my car when I was sixteen, and you know, when I sixteen days after I graduated high school, when I was eighteen, and drove to L.A. Wow. Mm-hmm. And you've just been there ever since, or mm-hmm. you bounce around? No, or, pretty oh, much there. LA. Cool. Yeah. Cool, cool. Um, I mean, it's a, you know, it's a steel town, you know, in that way. It's like <laughs> you go there for business. Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. And um, L.A. catches a lot of shit, but it's really, if you really think about it, it's the sales floor. It's not where art gets made. It's where it gets Sold. commerced, which is okay. You know, and like every store needs a sales floor. It doesn't mean that. You know the designs sure. are bad or whatever. Somebody like you, nobody's sewing garments on the floor of Macy's. Right. You know it's it's just how it works. And if you look at it from that perspective, you don't have this like weird like dream factory nonsense hanging over your head. You're just like no no no. I'm good at what I do. I'm here to sell what I do. That's it. That's great. Yeah. And so, Charlene, what's your story? I saw your set. I heard you're from Boston. I am. Wow. And I don't hear like a trace of an accent or does it only come out like it comes out if i go home and uh i was in it was actually because i started radio and they kept saying you can't say thunderstorm hmm. or you're not gonna you know they were like you're not gonna work here if you sound like that you sound ridiculous <laughs> that, wow. well, because it was very you know boston your first job was as a weather lady no but, but it well it was because you gotta say the weather like every on the hour right. on the 20 the 10 mm-hmm. if i remember Mm-hmm. Right now, it's part light, part partly cloudy. Yeah, right. With Do that radio, with, <laughs> with that radio voice, partly cloudy with, with a thunderstorm. It's wicked out there. It's a pisser. A wicked pisser out there. With a it's right very stereotypical, but they do sound like that. My my aunt, as soon as I go, hey, Charlene, don't be. So freaking. even within the Boston market, they make you like, I don't know, anglicize the fucking uh, accent. Well, sure. It, you know, Chicago is the... Oh, no, it, it wasn't in Boston. I started radio. Oh, you were in L.A. I, I was, you know, this no. was in L.A.? No, no, no. Oh, I was in Georgia. So, yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, they, didn't want, they didn't want Southern yeah, either. No. They wanted very monotone. You had to do oh, all their commercials. Southern people know they don't want a dumb weather person. They're like, <laughs> man, it is coming down out there, son. Mm. Let me tell you what. I'll tell you what. That is a high... Damn, situation. damn. I'm not going to lie. Right, this is what we sent you to college for. What the hell is a cold front? Uh, basically. Um, yeah, uh, well, you have to do all the little, you know, but then when you do those media markets, you got to do all the like, you know, the little local mom and pop commercials. Yeah, well, in, right. Chicago, in, in Chicago, you know, they send, if they want to move somebody nationwide in the news, mm-hmm. you know, they've got a local news anchor person yeah, yeah. or whatever, and they're like, we want to put them national yep. on, on one of the networks. They move them to Chicago for a few years huh. to get That's the, proving the, the grounds, non, huh? well, it, it burns out their accent. So Chicago oh, has yeah. this non-inflected radio accent, you know, not obviously the, the downtown Chicago hard kind yeah, of accent. Yeah, yeah, that, oh, yeah. That's, that's what people associate. But the real Chicago accent that's been around for a long time is w- the way I'm speaking now. And it's literally just the this non-inflected Midwestern, you know, radio voice, you know. And, and it became really common there. And so they send, you know, the Bill Chris – what was the um, – what's the guy uh, – who was the narrated anchor man? Um, he was, you know, he was our Chicago, you know, local oh. anchor man for years. So, oh, what's his name? Yeah. Um, Bill. Something. I'm blitzing on his name, but anyways, point being is that they send you there if they want your voice to start 
evening out. Mm. Welcome. Good afternoon. Well, Hello. I mean, could you imagine any news outlet, though, being like, you know, today we had two fucking people killed. It was mm. awful. You know what I mean? Like, nobody yeah, wants yeah. to hear that. Like, oh, my God. There's, like, so much <laughs> yeah. rain. It's got to be, like, anodyne. The Kim Kardashian, yeah. like, accent, you guys. Let it was. tell you something, man. There was death out there. Shreveport is uh, getting a shit storm right now. I'm not even going to lie. Come on. Damn. <laughs> damn. 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 Get up there. It is snowing out there like a fucking crazy person. Like, Bigger like than God's a peanut. Got dandruff, you know. than a peanut. Yep. I tell you what. Yeah. yeah, so so I think it's all across the board because I was even even in TV. Yeah, they want you to have television. that, that it doesn't perfect matter. non-inflected. Yeah. yeah and, it, and, you know, and Chicago's the perfect, I think, the perfect town to start comedy, you know, obviously. Mm, it is. Because it's it has this, it takes all the fucking magic out of it like you're gonna get discovered or something magical is gonna right. happen and it just turns it into a ladder and you can figure it the fuck out you know right. in chicago and like there's something about like new york comedy you gotta edge your way into the cellar sure. and hope these fuckers like you yeah. and blah 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 and la's like you gotta have a, a shtick you're ready to sell right. right out of the gate right and there's all this like pissing contests around medium or small size towns where they have a decent comedy scene mm. but everybody's jockeying to be the best dude from D.C. or Boston or Atlanta or whatever the fuck right. it is. So it's like kind of this weird high school bullshit. Yeah. Chicago is like, you know, look, it's a, you start doing open mics for free. That's like interning. Mm -hmm. Then you host. That's, you know, that's basically working for free at the business. You like mailroom shit. Right. And you get, you get enough it. shit together and you can feature. Sure. And at featuring, you can do, eight, yeah, you do 18, 20 minutes. Yeah. You're getting paid a little bit. Tiny you know, your bit. entry level pay. Yep. And then doing that, you develop your hour. You do your hour, you can headline in town, and then you can tour. Yep. And like that's, and you're 50. Yep. Well, <laughs> well, some of the guys, I, I managed, like I'm I said, clown. I managed to do it at 17. But it, because it's it's that simple, it's just a matter of how long you want to take yeah, each yeah. of those stages. But it's a ladder. It's just climate. You, you make know, yourself better. You don't necessarily make yourself marketable, but you make yourself better. Yeah, no, you, you, reliable. Craft. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's, that's what, the, yeah, it's what the, you know, it's sort of a, got a blue collar mentality to it in a, in a, in a genuine way. kind of what DC's like, to be honest. Yeah. The comedy. Yeah, you can get good here, but you're not going to get, but so huge, you know, mm -hmm. unless you get the fuck out of here. I don't plan on ever doing that, but. That's the spirit. I just like fucking doing it and having a real job. And that's mm -hmm. just my mental health, you know. Yeah, I yeah. need to have structure and stuff mm -hmm. or else I'm a what's fucking the, What's the other occupation? Uh, other occupation, I'm a social worker. Okay. Yeah. Oh, this makes total awesome. sense now. Yeah. 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 yeah I... There's I, a lot I finally, of material. It's all coming into into you know, into focus. I started out. I was a social worker when I was uh, eighteen, and I worked in a uh, talking to the mic, silly. Uh, they grandfathered us in, so so at the time you could be grandfathered in. So I basically just oh yeah yeah. I worked right. in like a we had ventilator patients, so they were all people had car They were all ages because they're mm -hmm. all on ventilators. But I did the social work there, and then I couldn't. That's when I said, I can't do this. I'd cry every day. Like, mm -hmm. I can't. Well, I'm the worst it, social worker kind of, ever. It's, it's funny how it all comes together because both of you were social workers, and I've been referred to them. <laughs> oh, well. So, um, I think it's kind of, you know, it's, it's like the Matrix. It's all yeah. coming together. Well, I, I don't have any healing for you, Mr. Hal, nor I do I think uh, you need it. No, My I don't need it. clinical judgment I'm is good. you just crushed a yeah, set. That's yep. the bravest thing anybody could do. Yeah. I, I it's, yes. yeah, it's, you know, the, the interesting thing is I think stand-up in and of itself um I, i've never bought the the story that it's about attention 
You know that it's yeah. about like love me, like me, bullshit. Mm-hmm. Like right. I just I agree. I don't like that. I mean, that might have been true a long time ago when it wasn't a viable job ever. You know when like when comics in the fifties were like you had one job you could open for strippers. That's the yeah. only place you could say shit. <laughs> Like you were allowed to yeah. say, you had to work in these little dives, and you could, you know, do, you know, emceeing at the Playboy Club, and or, or work at a fucking speakeasy in the twenties. Mm-hmm. But it, having a real career as someone like that, unless you were vaudeville wackadoodle kind right. of thing, was impossible. Now it's, you know, it's an understood way of making a living, and it's a, yeah. a, a gentrified art form thanks to the Lenny Bruce's and the Richard Pryors and right. the Carlins and the Steve right. Martins of the world. So the, like, learning that. Um, it, it, I don't know. It just doesn't seem like, and I always feel like, does a massage therapist like go? It's really for my hands. You know what <laughs> no I mean? No fucking like, way. Because it, my aunt did that and it fucked her hands up. I mean, yeah. You get bad carpal tunnel from yeah, right. wear and It's tear. for the person you're doing it for, though. That's yeah. the you're providing a service. And so when I'm up there, I'm like, mm. I don't need you to like me. I don't yeah. ever. And I've never understood guys who are like, Dad, that's what this is all about. I'm like, I think you're an idiot. Yeah. Well, I think it's crazy because some people are introverts and it's hard to get up or hard to have all that attention. But there's something like when you get off stage and people go, oh, you're so funny. You should do that. And you go, Ugh. It does, but you're like, oh, yeah, I just some people just don't love that attention, but they love mm-hmm. to make people laugh. It's something that they feel like they're talented, mm-hmm. but it's not necessarily a my God, I'm here, everyone. Right. Yeah. I'm here. I'm like, it's like I've never thought that in my entire life of living. Like, yeah, it's super weird. Like, yeah, I, I, I just I, really genuinely you hear like that mythology about stand ups. And I just I call bullshit. or they're depressed. I'm, yeah, I'm like, it was yeah. like, you must be depressed. I go, I, what? why? I'm not depressed. So I have I'm to be sure. Uh, yeah. I'll tell you the thing about depression in it. I feel that a lot of times that lie gets pandered around as mm-hmm. a way to, you know, consider it a distraction. Because a lot of people that are really fucked up will go out and people are like, how could that guy have, you know, gone and hung himself? Like mm-hmm. he did the most courageous thing ever, did five minutes at an open mic or something. And it's mm-hmm. like, what was he doing for the other 1,355 minutes of the day? Mm-hmm. Like sulking around on a fucking sofa bed. Like right. mm-hmm. you got to treat depression with some exercise and some drugs, you know? Well, I don't know about the Good drug drugs. part, but the, but the exercise part. Prescribed absolutely. drugs. Even then. I'm like half the guys, I you know, I have this theory that I don't believe that artists should uh, take any clinical medications for really? depression or emotional at all? problems at all because oh, they wow. won't take them. They don't have a schedule. If you work oh, a I regular do. nine to five job, <laughs> you have a, you have a regular job. Then. That's true. So if you have a regular job, you can get up in the morning and take your pill at nine a.m. and yeah. then take your second one at eleven and take your third one after work or whatever the fuck. Right. And you can stay that schedule. When you're an artist, and this is why I think a lot of artists have these kind of problems, and especially over the last few years. If you miss your dose or you are off your dose, like, oh, I forgot my pills, so I'll take two, that kind of shit. Oh, that, that bullshit's fucks, yeah, terrible. It happens all the time. It does. And anybody, like, you know, like uh, Brody, Richard Jenny, uh, mm-hmm. uh, Chris Cornell, all these guys, when I hear about them, I'm like, there is no fucking way these guys stayed on a drug schedule that is in keeping with what their doctor talked to them about. They right. don't have any business doing that shit. You should try everything else before you go anywhere near you know the the clinical medications because they all have suicidal ideation or homicidal ideation all kinds of other shit as a side effect if you don't manage your dose properly and they just won't that's my own personal feeling well that is true to an extent i mean i do believe in the power of psychotropics in terms of their efficacy there's plenty of 
you know, literature to support that. That being said, there are people that, you know, for one thing, as you say, will double down on doses, which is, you know, equivalent to really drug abuse in well, a lot of ways. Yeah, but and the other thing, too, particularly for people with schizophreniform disorders, they start getting, if, you know, they have astute doctors, like bi-weekly or monthly injections so that way they don't have to sit there and right. remember to take them 30 yeah, you days don't, in you a don't row. Met, you do not yeah. give like Prozac or any of these other things as in pill form to, to artists and expect them to take them on a dose. And the idea that you would expect someone with a mental illness, especially something like depression or like anti-motivating problems, to actually actively take a pill properly is in and of itself a mental illness. That a doctor would actually trust someone... To take care of themselves. That's the tough well, part. Well, and people will say, oh, I, I think I'm fine. I think I'll get off. Yeah. I think I'm, I'm, I'll stop taking. And then you're like, what's wrong with you? And like, I just stop taking. I'm not saying the you efficacy. Gotta you can't do that. You got a weed. This is, yeah, I don't think this is zero efficacy in these kind of things. And I think they do certainly help certain people. But when it comes to artists and people with a non, with an irregular schedule, mm-hmm. more care needs to be taken in how that's handled. And I think, you know, bi-monthly injections or those kind of things that are administered mm-hmm. as opposed to maintaining your own dose based right. on a wake and sleep schedule right. when your wake and sleep schedule He's is like I've got radio up. on Friday and two shows Friday night Spot Saturday and then I'm sleeping yeah. in Sunday fuck off like I mean, you know, I never thought of that until yeah. I just realized when I went to Australia, I wasn't take, I have I had hormone medication that I have to take mm-hmm. morning and night, and I was so when like the fuck confused. Is morning? When the fuck is night? I was so yeah. confused. I stopped taking it, and then I got home and. Carlos is like, what's, what's, what do you, do you need your pills? Mm-hmm. And I go, no, I guess not. I go, mm-hmm. I think I do. And right. I was like, oh shit. And then I had to go right back and figure it all out. And I wasn't doing, I don't you know, that, I totally, that yeah. exactly just happened. That's what I'm talking about. Like, it's not that it's so these funny. things are bad and it's not that they're not effective. It's that you putting them in the hands of someone who, A, you already know has a psychological problem that has a lot to do with discipline. Um, in terms of whether they can maintain it psychologically or whether they have it, in, you know, as a on, on a on a philosophical level mm-hmm. mixed together, oftentimes people with hip, you know habitual drug use issues, which means they are actually used to taking drugs when they feel like taking drugs, right? Which is a, you know that's how they've come up right. decades of it right. most of the time, especially when it's people who you know. Well, psychoeducation you know, is in order that they're not the same thing. I mean, psychotropic drugs. And no, I just mean the how they take it, drugs. how the person will administer it. That's to what themselves. I'm saying. Yeah. They, they need to be told by professionals. But they won't. This is what I'm, it is. That's what I'm saying. Like, the idea, it's like... I, I, you just mean just artists, or you mean just people in general? I think artists. I think yeah. a lot of I think a lot of people... With, uh, anybody with an irregular schedule... Right. It, takes, it needs more care than somebody who's 9 to 5 in it. Yeah, I would agree with that. And I just don't think... I think doctors look at everybody who comes in... As a 9 to 5 As a 9 to 5 yeah. They go, you take this when you get up in the morning, and you take this when you go to bed at night, and like, fuck off. They don't get up at the same time. Mm-hmm. They don't go to bed at the same time. Sometimes they wake up and go to sleep three times during the day because of press and shows sure. and all kinds of stuff. You can't fuck with body chemistry like that and expect it to be normal. It's mm. weird. Because there's different time zones. Yeah, right, yeah. yeah. All of a sudden, you're East Coast to West Coast again. What the fuck time yeah. is it? Like, yeah. That happens all the time. Right. So, like, I just, I have my issues with not, like I said, the efficacy of whether or not they should use them or whatever, but the management of them from a, from whoever's handing the shit out mm-hmm. needs way more clarity and management when somebody is a traveling artist, especially. What? You're touring? Get the fuck out of here. Like, uh. Like the, 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 the idea that somebody flying to Europe to do a, a, a three-month tour 
all over Europe and, you know, and then coming back to the States for two weeks and then going to Canada for a month and then being at home unattended for three months and then back out on the road or in a studio working on a record or, you know, or a stand-up tour, which yeah, is never is a, ending. It is a different, it is a, is a crazier lifestyle that you nobody gotta, could relate yeah. to. And your body has to relate to like that life's the road. Mm-hmm. 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 Dude, it's hard enough to manage your eating schedule much less yeah. a medicine schedule especially if you're you know 